0: Howdy, howdy. It's T from Burning Tarot. I'm playing around with that windscreen again. I hope I'm coming through loud and clear, but the wind maybe isn't. If you do hear a rushing sound in the background, that's what that is. It's not a highway. It's not a waterfall. It's the wind in the ponderosa pine trees. We are here in central Oregon, checking in with the woo. It's been a good week for woo. Thank you to all of you who ordered personal readings. I've been really enjoying giving those readings. There is a sale. So if you pop over to TiffanyLeeBrown.com, that's my website, TiffanyLeeBrown.com slash shop or whatever. Look on the navigation, a thingy called shop. I am offering a... Sale on the um the quick reading the rush service reading and that's valid through the 22nd of june at which time i will be taking a little vacation so if you want to get a reading i suggest jumping on that really quick like the current wait time for readings is short i've been turning them around real fast and enjoying that. And you're like, okay, stop talking about that. Let's, give, let's get on to our current reading. So, ah, uh, our current reading involves a couple of cards. Sometimes that happens where more than one card jumps out of the deck and demands a little recognition. So, let me tell you about it. Our first card today is the Seven of Cups reversed. We are using the centennial edition of the Smith Rider weight, as we so often like to do. So what's that Seven of Cups? And what does it feel like when it's upside down? Well, some of you are familiar with this one. We've got a silhouetted dude, presumed dude, looking up into a blue sky as I am doing myself right now. I have a blue sky out here at the edge of the National Forest, and I've got some white puffy clouds, and I've got a little bit of edge of gray here and there. Maybe we'll get a little bit of rain. We've got a brisk wind scudding those clouds around. Well, in the Seven of Cups, the guy is looking up into a light gray cloud in that cloud sit or stand seven golden chalices these are the cups in each of them sits an object there's a person's head there's a glowing berobed saint or something i can't remember what they're all supposed to represent you have to pardon me i've only been looking at these things for 30 35 years One holds a snake, one holds a castle, one holds a pile of jewels, one holds a laurel wreath such as the winner of a Roman contest would wear or an emperor. Another has a dragon. So when we reach the seven of cups, we are reaching a magical realm of imagination and emotion. We have the sense that there are so many possibilities out there. We can think about this thing, we can think about that thing. The objects depicted are often kind of representative of things that we might long for, lust after, think about greedily wanting to grab at. They don't always have to be that way, but you know, piles of jewels, castles. They kind of skew in that direction. So sometimes we pull this card when, um, well, for one thing, if we are diving into escapism, we might pull this card. When we really don't want to deal with whatever we've got to deal with. And so instead, we're thinking about castles in the sky. Pardon all the noise, we're going through the red gate. It's squeaking uh yeah so that's one thing that can come with the seven of cups is a sense of i'd rather think about all this interesting stuff that's in my mind than actually deal with what's on my plate i am not casting any judgment on those who are feeling the need for escapism i say this as somebody who um has been known to you know pop half a Xanax and watch some Netflix rather than deal with whatever the heck I have to deal with. You know, we all do our thing. Oh, hello, little bug. Goodbye. Sorry about that. Had a bug on me. Here comes that wind. So when we've got the Seven of Cups upside down, it kind of looks like the cups are depositing their special gifts. You know, they're they're dropping them. They could just drop out of the cups onto the ground. And sometimes it's not just escapism. Sometimes we really do have a smorgasbord of possibilities to choose from when we get the Seven of Cups, right? So we're actually thinking about our future, our potential, our, our real choices. It can run either way. And it can make us notice that reality and imagination have something to do with each other. They have many points of intersection. They relate, they do stuff together. When those cups turn upside down, there may be a sense of limited options. We might have a feeling of being stuck. We might have a feeling of um, Sometimes it means our imagination is really just not able right now to pull up a bunch of possibilities for us. Uh, Sometimes this happens with depression and different reasons for negativity where we can't see our way to the next thing, even the next idly imagined thing. You know, you sort of lose the ability to go, hmm, if I won the lottery... I would dot, dot, dot. So that can be part of it. Another thing that can happen with this reversal is that we might be realizing that having too many cups and castles in our sky is actually depleting us. We've got too much stuff we've been thinking about on and off for too long, or maybe even obsessively for too long. And now it's making us feel empty emotionally. So whether that's us looking at potential futures, like say you want to move, or you're bored and you're thinking about leaving your wife, you know, just the stuff people think about, sometimes even idly. And sometimes all of that can kind of drain us whether that's the, hey, I'm going to watch Netflix instead of thinking about my life version, or it's the, hmm, I'm going to come up with all these fantastical visions for things I might do. We're at some kind of point right now where all of that thinking and imagining and seven of cupsing is not serving us well. It's not interacting very nicely with real life, And we're having a bit of a, maybe even a sense of shock, a sense of emptiness when we realize that we've been putting so much energy into things that are not going to happen. Or if they are going to happen, it's not right now, and it's certainly not all of them at once. You can't go for the castle and the jewels and the dragon while you're wearing the laurel wreath. You know, So if you've um, come to a crux point in terms of your decision-making or come to kind of a bummer feeling of stuckness in some areas where you've been entertaining fantasies of change, of difference, of just fun stuff, well, this card is just kind of acknowledging that you're in that spot. It doesn't have to be, you know, a super big deal. But it is interesting if you realize like, oh, sometimes this stuff can actually run my emotional state, my mood, my thoughts, my life. And maybe I don't want it to do that. Maybe I want to be running my mood, my life, etc., from a little more of a conscious and grounded, realistic state. So Seven of Cups reversed is a nice way to give you a little jolt. Or might suggest that that jolt is going to come from somewhere else in your life, and you kind of have to stop and look at your own illusions to um, to get through this card and to learn something from it, just having the discomfort of seven of cups reversed if you have that discomfort and then you proceed to like not do anything about it well that 's kind of a wasted opportunity. So think about the ways that you personally engage with change in your life. Engage with your own behaviors. So I mentioned my Netflix example because, okay, I'm trying to catch up on Stranger Things. I'm back on season two. What what can you do? It's intense stuff, man. Got to watch them. But if watching Stranger Things is getting in the way of me having a real life then that's a problem. So it's not that all escapism is bad. And certainly uh, Seven of Cups moments can be a lot of fun. If you take them as fun, you're like, hmm, I could move to Rome. Maybe someday I'll learn how to be an illustrator. Don't take a photography class. You know, that stuff's fun. I have no problem with that. But I do see that many of us end up in a position where we do all that thinking and fantasizing and then we feel incapable of acting on it. And or we use the fantasy mode as a way to avoid dealing with the very real things in our life that we could make decisions about, that we really do have choices about. Um, But if we stay trapped in choice, Choicelandia, Uh, It can be problematic. So what I asked the cards today. I have to tell you that we are near this insanely beautiful, very large Ponderosa. I think we better go out there. Off the trail. Lots of beautiful little plants growing out here today. The, The bitter brush is quite forceful. It's very nice. There are so many baby golden mantles and chipmunks, by the way. They're all getting big enough to, like, be brave and poke their heads out of stumps and run around and be adorable. And here we are at a giant tree. We're going to give it a hug. So wherever you are, if you have a tree, go give it a hug. Breathe in the smell of its skin, a.k.a. bark. Just look up see its needles or leaves branches against the sky i'm touching this beautiful beautiful ponderosa pine so this is um i know i bring this up all the time on the burning tarot podcast i suggest ways to do earthing and grounding such as hugging a tree be better if we just hung out there with that tree for like five or ten minutes an hour but hey even just for a second is nice so these are ways that we can be working from our bodily reality and our planet's bodily reality of which we are all part right and when we worry about sustainability and the environment we're being worried about like a large being that we are part of So when we pull a water card like the seven of cups or we pull swords like we have for the last couple of podcasts, it's often a good idea to remember to ground ourselves in actual reality. The seven of cups is so, um, it is almost a bit uh, air or sword like because it has this cloud quality of I'm just going to go into my mind and explore fun stuff there. It can be magical. It can be great. It can show us you actually really do have options. You have choices. You have an imagination. Use it. And in our reversed position, I would say it's suggesting we'll get grounded, get real. Uh, don't don't turn off your imagination. Your imagination's wonderful, but use it to take you somewhere that's uh, not going to topple your everyday reality. So I asked the cards, how should we think about that? How should we go about that? What do you say cards? And here are those cards clicking around. And the cards say, oh, here goes the windscreen again. The cards say three of wands. This is our way of getting through a difficult patch with our reversed seven of cups. The Three of Wands shows a merchant, red robed. Um, our point of view is that we're seeing his back. He's got three large staffs rising up from the ground. He's up on the clifftop. Three of Wands is looking out over a yellowy ocean. Ooh, and as I said that, a giant raven landed nearby. Hello, raven. And the yellowy ocean contains some ships. And he's got a circlet around his head. So he kind of, you know, he could be a merchant type out looking out over his ships, but he is wearing a circlet. So he's probably, you know, some kind of nobility, royalty. I just changed direction. I'm gonna follow this raven. And, you know, perhaps our, let's call him a prince, just for fun. Our prince is looking at his ships. And he has a great deal of satisfaction that he's taking from this enterprise. The three cards really bring a lot of manifestation with them. This shows we've done some work we've learned how to compromise we've learned how to add 1 plus 1 to get to 2 and now we're ready for an alchemical mixture of combining things to get to 3 manifestation make something happen with the with the wands which are fire right the fire element goes with the wands the staffs staves rods whatever you'd like to call them That's the fire element, so we're looking at initiation, we're looking at moving forward. We're looking at being willing to transform, or even to kind of force transformation, depending on how you do it. Three of Wands is very potent, but the card is kind of restful in a way. It's a moment where maybe you have manifested things, and in order to continue in a smart and strategic way, you need to look at what you've got. You need to stand there and have some, the G word, gratitude. Feel good and grateful for the things that you've helped set in motion. You're also looking with an intelligent eye. You want to see which ships are going well. Looks like they're going to make it to where they need to go with their cargo. Which ships are perhaps not doing so well. Is anybody lagging behind? Might they have a problem? But there is a sense of satisfaction to this card. So with respect to our, you know, wandering imaginings, etc, with the seven of cups, maybe we feel stuck, maybe we feel stuck in our imagination. Maybe we can't seem to make something happen in real life. The Three of Wands comes up to remind us that we have made things happen in our real lives. Each of us. We have helped other people, perhaps. Raised children, perhaps. Had interesting jobs, perhaps. Started a business, taken a risk, gone to college. Made it through um, incredible griefs and disasters. There's so many different things that we do all the time made it through a rough day when we're depressed. So I think Three of Wands says, let's be realistic. Let's really take stock of what we are and what we have, but let's do it in a nice way. I would suggest a pen and paper for this exercise that are oh, oh so helpful. It doesn't have to be a public thing where you're like, here, I'm going to post to social media all the things that I can feel good about and then other people can click like or click a heart button and then that will make me feel more good just put that shit aside for a second and sit with yourself this guy's all alone on the cliff and he's very confident he's got magic staffs with him he, um, he knows he needs to do this work and it might be lonely up there but he's fine it's fine to be in a position of solitude for a while So it's a good time to really take note of what you have in your life, what you feel good about, what you have accomplished, what seems to be going okay in the present, and give thanks. If you have some kind of gods, goddesses, powers, or spirits, or elements, or directions to which you can fling your thanks, well, that's great. Do it that way. If you don't like those kinds of things, then... Just say thank you anyway, out loud, to the random universe that's out there. You're alive today, listening to this podcast. Obviously, uh, things can't be too bad. As you kind of survey your life, as this guy is surveying his ships, headed out to the ocean, going to various ports, you'll invariably come up with stuff that maybe isn't going so well. And write that down too, but don't get stuck on that. Don't get obsessed with that. With the Seven of Cups energy providing some um, some positive reinforcement, we can be grounded and realistic as we look at our lives, give thanks, and try to tell the difference between, like, what's just a wacky fantasy thing and what's real? What do we really have? Also where are the wacky fantasy things giving us indications trying to send us messages so if your wacky fantasy things are just the escapism i described like watching stranger things i noticed that i said that this card was upside down the seven of cups that's a big thing in the in the series stranger things the upside down anyway so if it's just escapism, you know, just put it, write it down on your list. Look at me. I'm doing this escapism thing. It's fine. We're not saying, oh, you have to change and fix that right now. Let's be aware of it. We're, ta- we're taking note. We're taking survey. Um, and in terms of like not getting too stuck on the negative things, maybe kind of look at it like, This princeling looking out over these ships needs to make sure that all the ships are being taken care of. He might delegate some of that work to someone he trusts, but he can't just focus on the one ship that seems to be too slow or needs to mend its sail. He's also got to pay attention to those ships that are doing great, who everybody loves the captain. There's no chance of mutiny. You know, they're going to deliver all these grapes to whatever. I don't know. I'm going to stop with the ship's metaphor. Another metaphor you might think of, this one might be triggering for you depending on your family of origin. But there are families where, um, say there's three kids, and there's a shy, sensitive kid, and there's a loud, overachiever kid, and then there's a really troubled kid. Maybe they have addiction issues, they run away, they whatever, troubled, troubled kid. So anybody who's ever been in that family, and that's lots of us, you can see that sometimes the troubled kid is becomes kind of a vortex or a black hole for all the interactions and emotions of everybody else in the family. And this doesn't help, doesn't necessarily help the troubled kid succeed or get out of the dark hole, or uh, cope with their addiction, move into recovery, whatever. Sometimes it's just not going anywhere. And the shy, sensitive kid really retreats. And nobody even notices that maybe he is now going into depression, and he's going to be at risk. And maybe the overachiever is so loud and overachievy. That nobody notices that uh, she's secretly cutting herself at night. This shit happens, and we do it internally as well as in our families. We look at elements of our lives, we look at our different relationships, and there can be a very strong tendency. There's like neurological research on why we do this, so it's not, doesn't mean that we're bad people or something, it's just pretty normal. We focus on that one thing that seems to feel bad all the time. Yet the focus isn't necessarily a healthy focus that enables us to really deal with it or help it move and change, resolve and improve. Meanwhile, our inner sensitive child, what's happening to that part of ourselves? Maybe it needs some love. Meanwhile, what's happening to that part of ourselves that uh, really wants a lot of attention? I mean, they must. Why else would they be on, their, on stage tap dancing and high achieving? So we got to go give that part of ourselves a round of applause. You know, of course we'll come back to the troubled kid part of ourselves too. But it's, it's, it's tricky not to get sucked into the whole black hole aspect of that. Of just throw everything you have at an unsolvable problem endlessly. I feel like our three of wands is saying, let's look at each ship. Let's pay attention to the whole big picture. I am alive. I am healthy enough to, you fill in the blank here. Can you walk? Not all of you who listen to this can walk. Those of you who can, rejoice. Those of you who can get out of bed, rejoice. I know that not everyone who listens to Burning Tarot is able to do that on many days. And some of them are some of the most just beautiful, beaming spirits you're ever going to meet. So wow, like perspective, people. So if our Seven of Cups reversed energy is having a spin and obsess on whatever... I hate this one client. They drive me crazy. It's a good time to step back and go, Okay, that one client drives me crazy. And I should do something about that at some point or learn about why that client drives me crazy. (laughs) Or that friend. Or that husband. Whatever. Whoever it is. Whatever it is. Yes, you're going to have attention that you pay to it. But the three of wands is just really aware of the power of manifestation. And it takes a kind of, you know, princely, lordly quality to recognize what we have. You have to stand there, shoulders back, very confident, or lie there, as the case may be, and think about the people in your life, current and past, and what they've brought to your life, think of the positive things that have come from them if you listen to burning tarot regularly you know i'm not a big like yellow smiley face everybody be happy all the time kind of person a lot of tarot podcasts and things like that or youtubes they're like rah rah let's be shiny and happy all the time i'm not trying to lay that on you i don't really like that so much this is more of a realistic assessment of your ships of what you've got in port what riches are coming your way and what riches you're sending out? You have the power to do this. And then when it's time to make real decisions about stuff that has just been kind of floating around in your imagination, maybe you'll be coming from a little bit of a better position. You'll have that, that large perspective. And um, definitely congratulate yourself during this process, you know i am a prince of all i survey haven't i done a good job with these ships my my you know indulge that allow yourself to have that feeling and then if you come over back to the ship that's the problem and you're you know escaping from it fantasizing you know you can kind of come back to that What the three of wands is telling us we have the power not only to transform the situation but to have better perspective before we attempt to do anything about it. We just kind of have to slow down. We have to get by ourselves on the top of the cliff. Uh, That's a kind of work, and sometimes we don't like to do the work (laughs) because it's difficult for some people. It involves sitting, meditating. Others will do fine just with journaling it out, talking it out with a friend. There is uh, an aspect to this card where you need to do some of this work by yourself. It can't just be done publicly or in conversation. You gotta, you gotta be willing to sit with some of this alone and see how it transforms. I hope that this is useful to you guys. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. I do love to hear how these podcasts intersect with your lives. Email me at burningtarot@gmail.com. Just keep it to one, two, three sentences. Not no longer than that. Is super fascinating. I am sorry that I often don't reply to everybody, but I am reading you, and I'm enjoying knowing about your lives. Um, And you can find me at TiffanyLeeBrown.com, should you wish to. Okay, I'm going to enjoy this wind and these little yellow flowers. You have a wonderful week or weekend. Bye-bye.